We met on the gram, became instant BFFs, and we're two girls here to empower women to be self-reliant. Hey, I'm Amy, founder of Alexa Athletica. And I'm Emily, the creator of Stami Tactical. And we are Not, Not Your, Your Average, Average Gun, Gun Girls. Girls. We're calling on our friends, industry insiders, and speaking to people about major moments in their lives. We talk guns, personal safety, share lifestyle tips, and everything in between. So grab your coffee or your vav because you, you can, can sit with, with us. our show that was a little high (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna happy today we're gonna go with it though we're so excited yeah Yeah. we're so excited today because we are going to dive a little bit deeper into the hosts a little these always make me nervous yeah whose idea was this episode it was your idea to do this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is your idea. I don't like these kind. I don't like not being prepared. Yeah, seriously. I don't either. On the However, fly. I, we just thought these... like, you know, a, a lot of you have been listening to us. You, you know us. And we want to kind of give new people and even the existing listeners just a little bit more into kind of yeah. like our... I don't want to say lives, but it might be lives. I, I really, we really don't know because we're bringing in producer apps to kind of ask us some questions. So she didn't give us these questions beforehand. So, like I said, I'm nervous. I get nervous about these things. Yeah, got some good ones. Great, got some funny ones. Okay, I hope so. Keeping it lighthearted. So, but maybe not. I don't know. I, I mean, have no idea what's going to happen here. All right. Well, hey. I guess let's it. just let's go. Just getting let's into it. Let's just go. Let's All go. Right. Well, I'm gonna start. I'll start with an easy one to ease your minds. We'll start with a very fun. No, that's very a, that's easy like that's question. like a silent killer. Like you start easy and then you reel us in and then boom, <laughs> boom, you're dead. You're murdered. Let's sneak into it. But my first question is, what is your go-to karaoke song? <laughs> I think that says a lot about a person. Like. What would you say? Well, in order to have a go-to karaoke song, you have to have sung karaoke. Have you never sung what? karaoke? I've never sung karaoke. What? I'm not starting today. That's what we're doing tonight. The boys Hold are going to a movie. on. We can just stop right there and we can have an entire episode on that. Me singing karaoke? No, the fact that you haven't sung karaoke. How, Should we mean? put something on you for her right literally now? literally have never sung karaoke. Like on a stage in front of people type stuff? Does in your shower count? I mean, like, no, that's just like singing. That's just like singing. That's not karaoke. You've never been to a party where they have a karaoke machine and like you just couldn't wait to grab the mic and like, no. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, what would it be? I, what is funny is I do have one that I feel like it would be, but it would, it would be a duo with like Ben and I (laughs) because we have real just dumb things we do. The, um, I don't know, I should know this, but I believe it's by, um, is it, no, yeah, I think it's by Blur. No, it's not by Blur. It's the like if I'm not singing this like line, like the '90s band. Yeah, it's the it's whoever sings the names on the top of my tongue. It's whoever sings the like. If you want to destroy my sweater, okay, fine, I'll sing. You know, if you want to destroy my sweater. Oh, is that Weezer? Weezer, That's Weezer. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's a Weezer song. Because like I feel like in my head I see like a semi like karaoke performance between Ben and I. I mean, you guys know Ben, so like me pulling on a string and him being, you know, like I feel like that's very typical. Oh, I love it. I feel like we need to see that for sure. So maybe tonight. Okay, I'm gonna go with 
uh, it used to be, so, I mean, I, and I don't know if y'all even know this about me, but like I did grow up singing my whole life. Yeah, that and I know. so my, I, I call her, my personal vocal coach was Whitney Houston. <clears throat> Whoa. Bodyguard CD. The Bodyguard CD. Maybe it was a tape at that point. Oh, it was probably a tape. 100% a tape. No, 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 no. Oh, wait, no, 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 no you're younger. I think it was the, body, it, it it was was the Bodyguard CD. CD. So I would come in my room every day. Because I wanted to be on the Mickey Mouse Club Ooh, as a kid. I did like that. So bad. And I was only like six or seven years old. So my mom was like, I know. But I would come home. I would listen to Whitney Houston Bodyguard CD. And I would sing, you know, the the Whitney classics. So um, was that, I want to run to you. The Run to You song. Was it Run to You? No. Shoot. I can't remember. Um, but... I will always love you was like my go-to because I was like that's a strong go-to yeah and so y'all I would literally I would sing it at the fair I wait the Texas State Fair Texas State Fair they had karaoke and I don't know why my my seven eight year old self decided that would be no no at this point I was older I was like twelve when I did this I was like give me that mic and I'm just gonna sing I will always love you I'm sure it did not sound great but I didn't care and I love it but I would never do that now like. because I know that it wouldn't sound so fantastic. So I think I would probably now go with something from like The Greatest Showman. Oh, I was just about to say, I was going to say, you need to go like Broadway style, but like yeah. you and I, if we were going to do karaoke, yes. it would be from The Greatest Showman. It would be from The Greatest I mean. Showman. And it, that's probably another segue <laughs> I mean, into something they didn't know about us is that we are obsessed. Next week's episode is, oh, <laughs> line for line. This is me. You know. <laughs> This is the greatest show. Okay, that's enough of my <laughs> fake singing. This is horrific. Can we like cut this episode? We're good. <laughs> Moving on, going back to kind of what Emily was talking about about Ben. I oh, feel geez. like you guys don't really talk about your relationships a lot, but I'm sure a lot of people are interested. You both very strong entrepreneurial women who have a lot going on. TV shows, blogs, uh, you know, everything, everything. You're doing everything. Um, and obviously you found men who support that and love you very much oh, and help, help yes. you out. And, you know, so I think a lot of people want to know, how do you find that? Where do you find that man? So I want to ask first, what is the best Two date parts. that you've ever been on? And was it with your current partner? Oh, oh, great question. We're going to um, have to block this episode from them listening. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you guys can't see this. <laughs> Blocked on Instagram. <laughs> I would definitely. So I met my husband when I was seven. You asked like, where do you meet a guy yes. like that? Church. Elementary was, school. Church. Church. church was a great place to, to meet somebody. So I actually met him when I was seven years old. I I and we, yeah, we've been best friends. We went to homecomings together as best friends. We were only best friends. We never dated in high school. We didn't date till we got into college. And I really didn't date a whole lot. So I didn't have a lot of boyfriends in high school or in college. Drew was like my only actual boyfriend ever. Uh, I like dated here and there, but he was like my first boyfriend. And so I would have to say, yeah, like that was like my best date I ever went on was like with my husband. And it was probably the date when he told me that he loved me actually, because I really, I did not want to say I love you unless I actually meant it. And he knew that that was so important to me for him to make a big deal out of like saying I love you. So I think we were dating for over a year and he took me out on this like date. He wrote a song 
like wrote a song for me, oh. sang it, like it 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 was awesome. And then I'm he, gonna have to ask him would for he this sing song. that at karaoke? <laughs> he probably would. He he probably would. And he's great. Like he's great playing the guitar and he's very musical. And so um I just thought that was like super sweet. But the really cool thing was he had this, he had like his hands behind his back and he was he, he was like reading verses out of the Bible that like represented love. Oh. And he would pull out a rose behind his back for each reason that he loved me. And then the last one that he pulled out was like a white rose. And he was like, and this represents, you know, the pure love that Christ has for us. And and I wanted to say, I love you. And I was like, I thought he was going to propose first off. And I was like, please don't propose because I'm not ready for that. We're oh like, my gosh. This is like, this is so fun. Yeah, this is a movie. Just to say, I love you, you know, before, I mean, and that wasn't even like our engagement. So, you know, I would definitely say that was by far the best That's date That's really hard to beat, Em. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm like, uh, I'm like, Drew, you set that bar high. Ben like, is going to feel bad now. He's going to be like, what? Damn. I'm going to have to make something up now. No. <laughs> um, let's see. So, the best, like, I'm not trying to sound like Ben's not romantic. He's very romantic. But, like, we don't do, like, we're more about, like, I would say, like, the experience. He knows that I love the experience, mm-hmm. you know, and that, like, when we say, like, when we go out on dates and, like, we just go to dinner, like, that's fine. But, like, he knows that I love, like, the little things and, like, the experience. So, like, our, I don't know, like, some of, like, our just, like, my favorite memories of just of him and I doing, like, a kind of like a day date type of thing is just like, um, we went to Chicago one, this is when we first started dating. We went to Chicago just to like hang out, whatever, just like a long weekend. And like, he had set up this like private boutique shopping, like a day or a couple of hours. And like, we had a like he knows black, the way to your heart for yes, sure. Yeah. He black, already knew at that point. Like there was like, at the time there was like a lady there who kind of like organized and offered the service so like she had black car service she had some like champagne in the car and like took us to like you know not like normal stores like like those like you know like those really like cool boutiques yeah. in chicago that yeah. like in lincoln park and like the places that you just wouldn't really know like that one we went into remember mm-hmm. like like places like that and it was just like that experience and like i think i really only like found like one thing I wanted, but it wasn't like about the shopping. It, it yeah, was it just the like the experience. And then after that. that, like we went and had drinks because he knows that like, I mean, I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> like <laughs> I love a good cocktail and, and my mug but, over there. Okay. <laughs> but like, he knows that like when we do these things, I love to like just pop in and have a nice little cocktail maybe uh-huh. at like lunch and then like continue on our day and do all these little things. So like that like is one of my like favorite like memories of like when we do things like that and it's just kind of like That's not awesome. really like loose planned, but like not really planned out and just kind of like building like that memory of like that day. I mean, really it's cute. no, you that know, is, that is pretty good actually in comparison. 12 yeah. roses and <clears throat> yeah. for well, that was pretty good. Private private shopping shopping car. Private boutique shopping experience, either. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the shopping was a whatever you want. This was a no pretty woman situation. Yeah. It was just Here's like, my card. yeah, that was not. Maybe nowadays we can do it. Maybe not when we were first starting out, but you know. But yeah, that would be. Then the next question, like, kind of relating to that, is like, when did you know? That they were the one. Like, when did you, was it that moment that you were like, Ben, I, oh, I'm going to no. marry Ben? No. <clears throat> did you know before or after? When was that? I'm trying to In think the timeline. When was that? Um, 
it was pretty, pretty soon after we started dating. There wasn't like, I don't feel like for me, there was like this. A moment or a, a feeling. Moment yeah. Or a feeling. Maybe more of a feeling of just like knowing like, just I want to I, I do life with this Gradual, guy. Like, yeah. Like, this is like who I see. Like, this is what I want. Well, that's nice to hear because I think a lot of people kind of expect a moment. Like, oh, I know this is the one. Um, but it's, it's nice to know. No, you know it's, it's like a yeah. gradual. It's a, like, because like, it's love and it's also a partnership. And it's like, I want, like, this is, like, it's like I said, it's like, this is who I want to do life with. Mm-hmm. Well, and you would think that would be my moment that I'm like, oh, yeah. girls, love, love, but it really wasn't. I mean, that, I think I broke up with Drew five times after that. And because I was really young, I was really I mean, young. You started at I, seven, so. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know if I wanted, wanted to get married that young. I thought, you know, I had all these things that I wanted to do with my life. And I thought that I maybe needed to accomplish them and do them before I got married. I kind of, I viewed marriage as maybe a potential thing that would stop me from reaching my dreams. I, I just didn't really, I didn't really know. And so I didn't, I knew we were really young. I mean, we were extremely young when we were dating and we got married at 22. So, you know, I definitely, there, there was this, I think it was just a gradual, it was a gradual process. And I do remember Drew giving me an ultimatum. He was like, you can't keep breaking up with me. <laughs> And I can't keep getting back together with you. So he goes, we've got to figure this out. If you break up with me again, I'm done. And I think it was at that moment, I was like, I can't lose. That was it. I was like, I can't lose him. I can't, I don't ever want to not have you in my life. And so I was like, okay, I'll I'll stop. No more (laughs) breaking up with you. No no more breaking up with you. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. So this question might be a little bit harder for Amy since you said you didn't do a lot of dating. But more dating? Uh, well, you didn't say how much dating you did. This there's only two more questions uh, about this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the question is, what are some like deal breakers when dating? So obviously Drew had that deal breaker. He was like, I- I'm not doing this anymore. We need to figure things out. So like when these you know listeners are out there dating mm-hmm. and trying to find their Drew or their Ben. What yeah. are some like deal breakers? What are some things oh, to watch out for? Man. Wow, I had I had a list. I, I I was a list writer, and I was one of those people that like I wrote out all these things. But I think on my list I had that I wanted him to have brown hair and brown eyes, and so I did scratch that off of my list at one oh, point. How did I not know um, this about you? But you know, I I I mean, I mostly focused on obviously like characteristics and and deep rooted character issues that I wanted to see in a man because I'm like, those are like character things are thing you can, you can change hair color, eye color, you can find somebody, but the characters, if they've got like deep rooted character flaws, you know, you're never going to find the perfect person by any means, but there were characteristics that were incredibly important to me. I wanted him first and foremost to love Jesus. And I wanted um, him to be, be a man of integrity, be a hard worker, um, you know, view marriage from a partnership Mm -hmm. perspective and respect. And one thing I always watched was how whoever I was dating, I always watched how they treated our servers. And I always watched how they treated the people that um, took care of us. You Mm -hmm. know, I want to see, is he like cheap? Does he tip well? Does he take care of, is he kind to the people that are, are, are serving us our food? And, you know, does he go out of his way to care for other people? Because I knew that that's something way down the line that would always stick with him. And I, so, yeah, so I, I had my list of like non-negotiable things. And when he checked all those boxes of all of them, I was like, that gave me permission to like go to the next step 
and be very intentional. It was okay to be very involved yeah, they, at this point yes, and, and get deeper. Exactly. And, you know, we built those years of trusting each other. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, okay, I can take this next step with you because I've, we've built these like layers of trust with one another and you meet these boxes and these things that I really want in a, in a spouse, you know. I realize I'm looking at you like probably in like a weird like way, but I'm just thinking like, I just didn't have that. I didn't have a checkbox list. I don't think, I don't know if a lot of people do. No, I feel like a lot of people do because I remember like friends growing up or I wouldn't say growing up, like in my younger days, twenties and thirties and stuff where people were like, oh, I'm about to be 30. And it's like, I need this guy that's like this, 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 and this. And I'm like, oh, like, I mean, that's fine if that's for you, but I feel like you're not going to find that. Like, you're going to have to just be, you're going to have to like be open to not meeting every single one of those. Because, like, I feel like that's kind of our, and I feel like there's a lot of pressure on, like, the person you're trying to meet. Sure. Well, I think that's where, like, the non-negotiables yeah. come in, right. you know? it's Yeah, there's certainly there's things that, like she said, sure. like, yes. you could get over the wrong hair color yeah. or whatever. But, like, you're having some situations where, you know, we're, we're 19 years old. Like, you know, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I see a of lot course. of girls are like, he has to have this much money. Yeah, and I'm like, where is that? I was, like, on my list at that age. You know, yeah. It wouldn't be on my list right now either, so. No. I think that, I think, like... Thinking back to that, like, I don't, even now. Well, even if there weren't things that you thought about, like, when you were looking for a person, like, were there some things that happened in relationships, in dating experiences that you had that you were immediately like, okay, no, I need to cut this off with this person. This can't go any further. Gosh, I know that I should have, like, an answer to that, but no, I never had anything like that. That's fair. I mean, like, maybe it doesn't happen. Yeah. No, it does. But I just feel like for me, like it was, it's like with like Ben, it was just like, are you a good person? Like, do you make me laugh? Like, do I enjoy like being around you? Like you're not a serial killer. You're not like doing like sh- shady things, are <laughs> you? So serial killer is a serial deal killer, so I can marry you. Wonderful. <laughs> if I'm going to end up on Dateline one day, we can't have this relationship. We're out. We're done. Like superficial things, like smoking. Like, but like that's a deal people, breaker. Like, smoke now. I don't like they vape uh, that's now. Definitely gone now. Yeah, yeah. people vape now. Is, yeah. it, is vaping a deal breaker? I mean, nowadays, yeah. I don't even, yeah, because I don't really understand what that is. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know. Yeah. So I just want someone who makes sense. Uh, yeah. Like, do makes you make sense and make her do laugh. Have, do we have a good time together? Like, do you support me? Can we support each other? Like, and yeah, are you a good person? Like, don't be treating people like crap. Like, I don't like that. Okay. So oh, and I guess really like a deal breaker for me nowadays is you, you have to love animals. Yeah. That would be a deal breaker. If yeah. I found out you didn't love animals. Cut it off. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So the last question about relationships and everything. So those are things that you loved about your partner and that's why you decided to stay with them. Do you still have pet peeves that your partner does that you are absolutely, you know, you're not going to leave them. This is the, these are the negotiables, right? Like, right. It's not a non-negotiable. You're not going to leave them just because they do this. Like but just little things. Like you live with them and you're married to right. them. And, you like know. your grandma bun. Drew calls this your he grandma. He calls my granny bun. But see, I don't but see I how always wore my hair like this in, in college, so he knew what he was getting. But that's like in, like, girls are, like, trying to make their bun, like, they want that, that like, bun. effortless messy. <laughs> took me a long time to get this bun. But, he, okay. you know, Drew just doesn't understand. Just it's fine. Yeah. But, like, yeah. do you have little pet peeves about them still? You've been together forever oh, yeah. now, and oh, you have for, little for things certain. that you still hate. What, what's the name for them? Like, for Ben, it's, like, organized piles. Oh, the organized piles. It's like, Ooh. I know what, like, it's just like stuff can get put away, mm-hmm. but instead it's like, I have this pile of like things, he knows what's in it. And I'm just like, well, what's in here? It's like, 
a box of Legos, a magazine, a bill, a, I don't know. And it's like, well, this can go here and that can, he's like, I know what's in here. And it's like these little piles. Yeah. I know where it is. Just leave it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm like, that makes me crazy. And I don't know. I think we're so far, I mean, we'll be married 16 years. Yeah. Like, so, and like we're so far past like thinking of things like annoy us. And you've just gotten used to it at this yeah, point. Like, it's like, and we've accepted That's what I know another. what he does. Yes. We've accepted it. I, I, I love you. There is no changing that. And you know what? Um, and I think ladies, like the biggest thing to realize is don't marry a man thinking you're going to change exactly. him because guys don't change when right. you get married. And in guys, now they think that their women's never going to change. We're changing all the time. Yeah. You know, women are Every always day. changing. Yes. A different person. Yes. yes. So, you know, men just accept that and just know like, you know, you, right. they're going to be changing, but like ladies, like guys they're just not going to change. No. So I've always said like the things that you might not like in dating are just going to be amplified mm-hmm. when you get married to them. And for us, I mean, I went into marriage saying like, this is it. Like we're for better or for worse, richer or for poorer. Right. Like we're, we're in this. So, so living with that kind of perspective for us helped us just get over those yeah. little things. Cause I don't want to be annoyed the rest of my life on things that bother me you know so i was like i don't want to be bothered so like we're in this we're gonna we're gonna hopefully be together for a long 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 time that's what marriage is it's like you find something that's annoying and you're like oh like like the organized the organized piles like i want to fight with you the rest of my life yes we're not gonna argue about this fine i'll accept it yes exactly Awesome. Okay. So going back a little bit, Amy's already talked about it a little bit, but like teenage years, that kind of stuff. Um, I want to know what is one thing or one thing that you can remember doing as a teenager that would make you cringe now oh, that you're just like, you guys oh were my talking gosh, about it. I know I sent you a picture of this the other day. <laughs> Y'all, I had not one, but two tanning memberships so that I could go tan more than once in a 24 oh hour gosh. period. Holy in cow. Are you going to send us the pictures for this episode? That is, no one gets to see that is so cringeworthy to <laughs> me right you. now, especially knowing like how absolutely utterly pasty I am. I like, I do not, I, I try to not get that. in the sun at all. Well, because I, I don't like, do people still go to tan? I don't beds? know. They shouldn't even be legal anymore. I think but more they people are. do like either spray tan or they do right. like so rub on their own People don't realize tan. like for the people who don't know, it's like, when you had when you went to like a UV tanning bed, like they would only allow you to go once in a twenty four hour period because <laughs> it's not safe for your skin. <laughs> yes, it's, it's not, not good for you. Safe it's not for good your for your skin. body. It's not good for your body to go in a tanning bed once every twenty four hours, much less twice. twice. <laughs> And a 24-hour period. But, you know, for proms and for every special occasion, you remember how tan we wanted to be? Yeah. I don't know if you were in that. Like, no, I was always just, I became tan all the time. Well, the yeah, so me. that is so cringeworthy, and I can't even believe that I I did that. Gosh, yeah, I don't I'm know. paying for it. I am paying for it with my skincare nowadays. Wow. Yes. I- Oh, why did I do that's cringeworthy? What is you guys actually- were talking about it last last episode. You were just glad they didn't have social media back then like they yes. do now. Yeah, but I think of it more it. of just like uh, the way like kids bully through social, you know, like and just like the stuff that they would like. Not you, necessarily you the hang- cringe stuff. <laughs> right. You could be hanging out and like your friends with a video, like something that like is meant for just you and your friends mm-hmm. and then it's on the internet, like that kind of stuff. But, like what done. would I do? Yeah. I- that would make me cringe now. Oh, um. Can I go like hairstyle? Yeah. yeah. 
You know what? <laughs> See, it took you one second and then you got it, Ainge. I don't think that's very Maybe. cringeworthy, though. Okay, that's not You rocked it. I had a boy haircut. Um, cringeworthy. Uh, I did dye my hair blonde, but I have no photos of that. What? <laughs> no, I kid it you not. It's gone. Like, it, it literally lasted for like one day and it wasn't really blonde. It was like a greenish. Yep, yep, yep. Did you home, home box it? Oh yeah, because I oh, because yeah. my hair. Well, you know, oh. I had I had to then I had to I can't remember what it was called, but I had to pull the black pigment out of my hair. Yeah, oh, yeah. you have such naturally strip, dark. Yeah, strip yeah, it. Strip it. Uh-huh. yeah, I had yeah. to strip it, and then I had to like process it and then add like this blonde, but it came out this like greenish. Oh yeah. Did you just dye it the next day to a different color then? Back to yes. black. Back to it's just like a to like oh, this gosh. like brown I chose basically then turned it into this like weird, not brown but like a copper orange. Oh yeah. But it was it was so bad. attempting to self dye your hair. But like blonde. after that, I always like box dye for forever. <laughs> like the hardest thing like, to do, go from yes. dark hair to blonde hair, and like, then do it I yourself. I guess like I don't know if like doing that was really like cringe worthy, but like I wouldn't do that again now. But I also know better. But I don't yeah. know. Yeah, sometimes when you're a teenager, you just or, okay. Don't think thinking. things through. I don't it's know. Fine. Like uh, how about I wore this is so random, and I don't even know why I did this. Um, my boyfriend in high school, like was like six, five big dude for, I thought it was okay to like wear his jeans to to school. (laughs) So they were like eight huge on you just times too big. And like in high school, like people thought I was like had an eating disorder because like my brother used to say that like my legs look like toothpicks because I was so like, so so yeah, yeah, on top of that wearing, but mind you, I also had my jeans on. Huh? <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, one of my questions is, uh, what's the worst outfit you ever wore? Bingo. And I get the vibe that this is it. <laughs> I would say it's that. I don't I don't really know why I thought that. I don't even know what led me to do that. But maybe, yeah, maybe that's the cringeworthy thing. Like that I would, I have no idea. I don't know if it's the worst outfit. Like I felt like I, so I, I moved from bigger cities to a very small city out in the country when I was in seventh grade. And I, I, that's when I moved out of my tomboy phase out of, you know, yeah. six by sixth grade, I was out of that phase. And it was like starting to get into clothes and girlier things. And I really, really started to love fashion. So I was like, you know, testing the waters and trying out all this stuff. So I like what real heavy, like fashion forward in a small town and, you know, <laughs> Texas. And like, I don't feel like they were awful outfit. They're, they're awful now, like, looking back. Sure, but at course. that time, they were right. very, you know, they on point. Style. Like, they okay. like, the zebra pants and, you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But I will say, <laughs> probably the worst judgment on outfits to be worn was, so my dad bought me and my sister's lambs when we moved to this country town because he wanted to help us fit in. Oh, wait, lambs as in the animal? Like sheep. Like yeah. I was sheep. thinking, like, some, some type of, like, clothing. No, some actual yeah, pair of boots, no, actual like lambs. lambs. <laughs> And he was like, you girls have to show these lambs. And we're like, what? What is this? Like, <laughs> like what is this? FFA or something? Like a, yes. li- like a yes. yes. livestock exactly. show? That's exactly what it was. So I didn't know what we were doing. And this is in my, like, you know, fashion phase. So I show up to this ag show wearing my, I thought I looked so cute, by the way. <laughs> I have, like, brand new bell-bottom jeans, high heel jellies. No. Like jelly shoes and this like super tight, just like cute shirt to show a lamb. 
Now, maybe that's not that funny to you, but if you would see what everybody else was wearing, Wranglers, and boots, and I'm wearing high heel jellies to like run my lamb across an arena, like that was really poor judgment on my part. Is there any video of you? No, we we didn't have like a video camcorder. We didn't have cell phones back then and there was no camcorder footage or anything like that. So that's priceless. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably that's a good one. memory. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one to <laughs> put in the episode. We'll go with Keep that. that forever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got nothing. Or we're going to have to go with the boyfriend. <laughs> the double Wait, wait, wait. I, the I, two I just, no, I just like realized like literally boyfriend jeans. I literally was wearing You made boyfriend, boyfriend jeans. jeans a thing. We are living proof that your past does not define your future. Thank you, Evans, for that. Yikes. Designing clothes and trying yeah, to be the still fashion forward tacticals <laughs> style blog after hearing the story. Industry and you know, we had a lot of oh my gosh. growth opportunities. Okay, so on that same note then, worst outfit, then what is your favorite outfit you've ever worn? Do you have one? Is there even if it's something or an item, what is your favorite item or favorite Ooh, outfit you've ever worn? Item. Mm, I've got a favorite item. Go for it. Uh, my arrivals leather jackets. Mainly my black. And you know one, I'm but jealous. Like, yeah, but my you know leather jacket. Like I'm. There's just something about like when I put on my leather jacket, it just gives you that little boost of confidence, and it just looks cool. Like and and the leather's just you just feel leather. like a boss. Yeah. Yeah, the leather's so good. Like there's a huge difference from like a faux leather jacket and like a real leather and like jacket. a real one. Yeah. yeah you Even just, just the weight of them. Yeah. Is different. Oh yeah. Like my uh, my big arrivals jacket. Like oh, after I wear too. it, like the winter one when I wear it, when I was in DC wearing it, um, for like a day, like my traps and shoulders would hurt because it like literally I think weighs like almost yeah. 10 pounds. Yeah. But yeah, I would say my arrivals on the jacket. That would make sense. Or any of my shoes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would say mine, mine is kind of like in phases because I've, I've guess I've got you and it's mostly shoes actually yeah. for me. So I would say, I mean, I went through my huge phase where my Doc Martens were like my favorite oh, yeah. shoes that I yes. wore. And I know people probably now when they see me, they only see me in athletic wear. But like before this, when I actually did wear jeans and I did right. wear normal clothes, my Docs meant so much to me mm-hmm. from a sentimental value. So my dad made me mow the lot in seventh grade. Like we didn't have enough money to buy Docs. I mean, he could have, but it would have been a lot for them to buy yeah. me a pair of Docs. And so my dad was like, but you can work for them. And I was like, great, what can I do? And he's like, you can mow our lawn. For ten dollars per time, we didn't have a normal one. We had five acres. Oh my god! I was gonna say that's yeah, yeah, like a lot like to mow the lawn, but I had to say it's five put acres. The, but like, I put all those lambs that's somewhere. That's like child labor right there, and I'm sure that is not even legal. But I would gladly do it. You know, ten times to. I think I, you're allowed to make your children do whatever. Yeah, well, I did it because I needed to earn $120. And so, yeah, so I I did it. I bought the docs and I would go home and I would mink oil them. I don't know if y'all remember like mink oiling your shoes, but I took very good care of them because I loved them. I still have those docs to this day. They still look fantastic. And now like they're back in Nordstrom. So, you know, everyone's wearing them. Popular again. Very popular again. And so I would definitely say like I love those for sentimental value and I also wore them I think all our the parents time. generation too just in that and maybe because I didn't really know but I feel like in that time frame of like fashion we didn't have or maybe designer that type of like high end stuff wasn't really like accessible as it is now but I feel like back then like I remember like docs and like guest jeans oh, yeah. were like so popular 
but that their price point, like their price point now is like normal, but back then yeah, it was they were like, a lot more unattainable oh, back then. Yeah, they like, definitely have increased level. their pricing. I mean, I think docs are still $120. Yeah, you can get like, they're in that $100 to $200 range. But yeah. like back then it was like, like yeah. especially like for a shoe, it was just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, I would say those, but then now of course like my running yeah. shoes, because it like, that's Having what I'm running shoes. Do. Yeah, good running Very shoes. Very important. Like, that's what I, I live in that and I run in them. And, and if you're you a know. runner, you know the difference for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Next question. This one's kind of finishing out our like childhood teen. Oh my God. Moment. We're doing this in phases of decades. Oh my gosh. This yeah. is just, when did you first feel like an adult? When was that moment that you really felt like I'm an adult, I'm doing this on my own. That's it. Uh, when my first like rent payment was due. Yeah. I'm going to say and that. my first car, when I bought my first car which i didn't ever buy my first car until i got married and i would say like when the bills started coming in when the bills started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh we got paid like when i moved now. out and signed my first like lease 18 like i guess like yeah mm-hmm. i feel like that's different for a lot of people now because there's so many people like well they'll go to college and your mom is still helping you yeah book your no, appointments no. and things like that so it's a little bit more of a transition but yeah. you were just out well, the door and getting off of your family's like <clears throat> share phone plan Shared remember phone that, like how you're on the show? Yeah, I think I no, forgot no, to no. tell and my parents insurance. for a really long time that I was still on their shared phone plan. I still am. My parents, it saves me money. They don't care as long as I pay my bill on time. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. When I got then, that, then I took over all my bills. You know, we took over yeah. all of our bills. I'm still at, a lot younger point. though. So I know. <laughs> it's a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I say like when I moved out, signed my first lease. Yeah. When you have to make your own dental appointments. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mom's that's, not helping that's you That's a big one. Your mom. Yeah. My mom definitely doesn't make my... I don't make my own dental appointments anymore. I didn't need to make my dental appointment. I need to find a dentist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> those responsibilities. Yes, yeah. those kind of responsibilities. Yes, for sure. Okay. The next question is, what is the biggest risk you've ever taken? I feel oh. like for a lot of people, it sometimes happens in those early years, but it may, it may not have, you know, what's the biggest risk you've ever taken? Let me go? Yeah. I, know this I mean, yeah, I... A hundred percent starting my own business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was in 2014, 15 is when I started thinking about Alexo. And, uh, at that point, you know, I, I didn't know anything about the manufacturing business. I didn't, I didn't have a background of fashion design. All I knew is that I had a need for it. Other women were yeah. on the rise. They had a need for it. And then I was like, how are we going to finance this thing? Like, how are we going to pay for this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do I do this? And thankfully, uh, you know, I, my husband got on board with me and how we made it happen. We didn't have kids at that point, but we sold our house. We took X amount of dollars out of, and I want to say it was like $30,000 or something, you know, and for us at that point, because my husband was going through school, it, you know, like it was a risk. And so I think we took $30,000 and we're like, okay, we feel comfortable with $30,000. Like we, we put $30,000 into, you know, this. And so, but we took that out of the money that we sold our home. Right. So that was, then we didn't have that money to put into a new right. home. And so, yeah, that was like the biggest risk you that, changed our, whole life for that changed our whole life. We made the sacrifices and we were like, we're going to do this. Yeah. We're going to make this happen because this is like the biggest risk that we had, had ever taken. And it was scary. That is scary. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Um, Picking up and moving to a whole new place. Yeah, but like, what was the risk? We had our jobs. Just kind of calculated. Uh, true. Yeah, yeah, we had our yeah, jobs, yeah, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, so I mean, we had that security. Here, 
yeah, you're still looking to do that. And like, it's hard here. So yeah. that's kind of a risk. I don't know. But like it's maybe not, like after, after high school, instead of going straight to college, I decided that I was going to work for a few years and put off college. And I know that was like, which I me, feel like it's more popular now to do, but Back, back when then, you were going to college, uh-huh. everybody was, you know, that's, uh-huh. what, that's, that's you, what you that's did. did. Mm-hmm. And I was more, because of that stigma, I was like, I felt a lot of just like, um, well, what's going to happen if I put off college for like three years and just work? Like, is that, how is that going to like impact my like future in life? Because everything was like yep. high school, college. That is a lie. For those of you listening to this, you don't have to go to college. <laughs> and your life go, if you don't know what you're doing, like you shouldn't. There are plenty of things to do with your life if you don't go to college. Like uh, in terms of like that and then maybe like honestly, like sort of like uh, with Amy minus the huge um, monetary like down (laughs) investment was just like sharing your life with us and just like wanting to just share my story and put that out there. I mean, that was a pretty that that's a risk because I mean, as you all know, I'm a really, really private person. So Um, (laughs) that was that that, that was personal. Yeah, I don't know if people even remember this unless they are like og smt followers where you used to only show your lips i know like you're yeah, having your show... face on camera is a big deal right now yeah like i, it, I mean yeah not but now, we, we but... got you're not now but like yeah i got i had to, I had to get it, over yeah. that yeah yeah i had to get I over that remember, after i remember all that signing so up with this girl yeah. <laughs> for BFF, Someone... you know okay so on the topic of both of your businesses then <clears throat> what is the coolest item that you think that you've ever made whether you sell it now or you sold it in the past or like, what's your favorite thing that oh. you make? No, oh, I'll go. Yeah. Uh, my stationery, yeah. Stommy stationery. Like I wanted to do that from the, from day one. Mm-hmm. And it was just trying to, to, to work through, I mean, just other things happening to, to put that off. And then finally like being, being like, yeah, I'm going to do it. But, you know, I had ideas, I had sketches of what I wanted and then finding a, a designer to bring that to life and then finding, you know, paper manufacturer, all that stuff. And like, that is my ultimate favorite because I don't know, I love paper. It's so weird, you know, like, it's <laughs> I weird. love paper. <laughs> like, I stationary, love yeah. like stationary, like all that, like, I've always loved that stuff, like collecting notepads and notebooks. Mm-hmm. So like, now that I kind of have my own with like really stylish and fashion- fashionable gun girls on it, I just like, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I would definitely say it was the first legging that we created, which was our, which was our signature pant, because, you know, at that point there was none, nothing like that on the market, uh, for runners. And so I could, it's very specific thing in mind that I needed to actually be a good running pant, but then also functional enough to carry my firearm. And so I feel extremely like blessed that I got to create and construct and get a patent pending on a design that, you know, that, that wasn't in the market. And now because of that, like we're, we're starting to see other people enter into this space, which I think is really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, you definitely started yeah. the ball rolling. Yeah, oh, but, but that's why I'm so, I'm so proud of that design and so proud of what we accomplished because I think it opened up the door and made room for other people to enter into this market and start reaching all these millions of, yeah, of people that need. are out there. Yeah. yeah, and so that is definitely, and I still to this day wear my signature pants yeah. probably every single day. We're on our 3.0 version. <laughs> I think oh we need God, to get our 4.0 amazing. version next. And it's just such a, great pant that I love yeah, to wear that my favorite. yeah it's probably my my favorite product that we have so kind of staying with personal safety and 
your guys' entry into that and things like that. What is your most embarrassing, like, personal safety story? Like, I don't want to hear something sad or scary, but, like, what is one moment you, like, are embarrassed to admit, oh, I should have been more safe or, oh, I should have, you know. Oh, yeah, I've got a good one. (laughs) You go. So I got to think through that one. I'm sure I have plenty. You know, pepper spray yourself (laughs) on accident or something. No, this is more of just, like, going into, like, the... I know, like, I know better decisions, you know? So, uh, Ben and I were in Qatar. We were on our, one of our like big trips that we like to take. And we were in like the Middle East. We were in Qatar in Doha. And we went to like one of their, like, I can't think of the, like one of their like sooks, like the shopping plazas. Mm. And so we needed to get back to our hotel. Like, I mean, this was only what, three Four, four years ago, maybe. And like Uber was a thing, but there was no Ubers there. Mm-hmm. And like the way you caught, like you could either like call a cab or like, as soon as like you leave, like the exit, like there's just like all these random people who are like, take you wherever you want. And like, we walk out, we need to get back to our hotel. And it's just like, this guy's like, Hey, you want to ride? And like, <laughs> I look at ben, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> oh, well, I'm just like questioning it for a second. And like, Ben's like, we need to go there. And I like, so we get in the car and I'm like, what in the world are we doing? I'm like, this is where I die. I can't believe it. And this is, I want to say like, we, I had just kind of started SMT. So like my brain was like, you know, all about it. So like, I'm just like, I can't believe this is going to be me. I'm like, (laughs) this is going to be a lot of me. And it was just like, I, we know better, but at the same time, we didn't, what were you going to do there? Like yeah, it's kind of like to- the, you know, culture there to do that. Right. So and it's, it's just definitely like, different from here. I was just like, I can't believe it. Let's, let's be, we can do better. Like, let's be better next yeah. time. Let's do a little, like, it, that was just one of those, like, come on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know mine. <laughs> this is so bad. Um, so I usually always carry my firearm yeah. on my body, even when I'm working out, but I decided to take a spin class at the gym. So I took off my gun. I put it in my purse, put my purse. I lock it up in the, you know, in the, uh, locker rooms there. And cause that's just not really going to be comfortable in the cycle class. Right. Sure. Well, the next day I was traveling and I don't usually put my firearm in my purse. (laughs) So show up at the airport like that. Yeah. So they always tell you to check your bag for a reason. Um, especially in, uh, you know, the airport, she don't want to put that purse through the security. Well, I thought I did. I, I really did. And this is really a good lesson for kind of everybody. Yes. So this was such a small gun. It was the Ruger LCP. It was weighs nothing. So it didn't add a whole lot of extra weight to my bag for me to really recognize that if I have like my Glock 43 or SIG, like I know something heavy yeah. is in that bag. This was so light and it was kind of dark. It was like a black hole in yes, my purse, right? So I'm looking in there and the gun is black, so it blends into the bottom of my bag. So when I did my check, I just didn't see it. And so, yeah, I put all my stuff, like, you know, on the conveyor belt to go through TSA. And, like, it stops. I'm like, oh, what's going on? This, you know, I'm late. Like, let's go. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> TSA guy looks at me and goes, <laughs> and i was like do i have a gun no I'm, no i don't have a gun he's like you sure you don't have a gun is there something here yeah and my man i was like Wait, he's... <gasps> <gasps> like it had already 
already gone through the the yeah, conveyor the belt. They've pulled your bag yes. aside. <laughs> they have some questions. You know, no, they don't just have. They like they bring the whole TSA force oh over there. They gosh. bring all the cops over oh. there. Now, thankfully, in Texas, they have ch- they just changed the law. If you have your concealed carry license, and if because there were so many people forgetting to take their guns out of their bags, their I backpacks, that and their and, and at the DFW airport, it's like the number one airport to call, like to get firearms that people forget their firearms <laughs> and other briefcases. So they all come over there, you know, give them your license, and I'm like, I am so sorry, I've never done this before. I'm like bawling, you know, I'm freaked out. I've I've stopped the whole line. But because of that law, they've changed the law that it's not a criminal charge anymore. So they don't arrest you. They used to arrest you on the spot regardless. And even if you had your license, they don't do that anymore. So I was like shaking. I'm like crying. I'm like, like, no, just walk. They had to walk me out the door and they're like, all right, go put in your car, you know, go put it up. And I'm like, you're going to hand, hand me my gun and he's like yeah it's private property you're outside of like tsa like this is oh, go Texas. like take your gun to, <laughs> Gotta love to Texas, take baby. it to the car you know and i was like that was probably the most embarrassing thing that i have ever done as a 2a advocate and a safety advocate for for firearms you know but it can't happen and i definitely learned from that and will never make that mistake ever again so wow that's a good one that was a good one yeah they're human guys. They're not, they're not perfect. They make mistakes. <laughs> Plenty. <laughs> Plenty. <laughs> okay. My next question. The last one that's kind of like safety advice related is what is the worst advice you have ever received from someone else? Whether they just DM'd you or they like messaged you, like what is the worst safety advice that you have ever received from someone else who thought that they were well-meaning? You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> oh, when you go to the gun store, I was gonna say, I guy, guarantee hey, you, we have the same one. Just go right on down there, little girl. You yeah. just go pick that little gun right down there. You know, see that little one, that little gun right down there. Yeah, that yeah. little one, that pink one, mm-hmm. pink handled little one down there. hundred percent. You just go right on down there. You take that gun, you'll be just just fine. And I'm like that. They don't show me how to use it. They don't show me. They don't tell you that little guns actually have a lot of kick. They didn't tell me anything like that. They just thought that. They would just be think great. a small gun fits in your small dainty little girl. woman yeah. hand. They see, yeah, they see a woman, yeah. and like the advice that they they give you is all, is it's like this is what you need. Yeah. I mean, I knew we were gonna have the same. Yeah. That's hundred <laughs> percent the worst. <laughs> the worst advice. Yes, the worst. The advice. worst. Yeah. Okay. So the next question is, what question do you wish people would ask more about? Whether it's safety or about you, or there things that you think people aren't asking. Oh, that is good. I don't know. It's kind of a weird question. But it's, it's weird, but it's very, I feel like it takes, it's going to take some thought because I, I, it's a very good question to ask. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. Or what question do you think people need to be asking less? It's a bad question. Stop asking. <laughs> oh, that's a, oh, now, now, great. Now you asked me that. Now it's a bad question. Stop. What's a bad question? Stop asking me. Can you carry a gun in your Alexo pants? It's probably <laughs> one of the questions I really wish people would stop asking. <laughs> Can you carry your gun in your Alexo pants while running? I get asked that all the time. And yeah, people ask me that. The answer is yes. Yes, that's what they're designed for. Yes. that they, yeah. they, Well, you know, maybe that means I need to do a better job of yeah. portraying that and giving that information to people. But I do hear that question quite frequently. Can you really run in your Alexa pants with your guy? Yeah. Yes, yes, you yes. can. This is the whole reason I started. Yes. I created mm-hmm. these. I Don't you to listen to my them. podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I don't really, I don't know. I don't okay. really have a bad question That's or fair. one that I don't want them asking. You just, you want them to ask. I want them to ask. Yeah. Like, ask. Yeah. If, if I, if, depending on the question, I'll, I'll, you know, if you're asking me like personal, I'm not going to answer, but ask. If there's a question, ask. Okay. Next question is, what is one thing that you wish more people understood about you? Abby is like going real deep here. I know this. Are we We're getting, getting into the hardest questions? I, ha- I do well, have wait. to tell you. Okay, this is the part where it starts making me nervous because I know. there's only a couple of them. Well, I know a lot of people always think that I'm really open and I, you know, I'm just all about sharing everything about my life, which really on the surface, I guess I am. Yeah, and it, and 100%. I am pretty much. I am pretty much an open book, but I don't know how these make, make me nervous for some reason. Yeah, because I don't know what you're going to ask. And you know, I'm a private person. Certain things are off limits. <laughs> but I've never said what those things are that are off limits. So I guess we'll find out. Um, what was the question again? What do you wish more people understood about you? Oh, man. Um, that um, this is just my face and it is what, <laughs> what? it is. I'm actually a nice person. Don't be scared away. And I'm happy and friendly, even though certain people, abs, <laughs> tries to tell me that um shit when we're taking photos can you change your face no this is my face she's like oh smile don't be, don't be scared of her rbf <laughs> yeah she's like it's smile okay. i'm like i am smiling <laughs> <laughs> this is my smile this is my smile i guess yeah i'm this not a mean person <laughs> this is my face i'm not i'm not a mean person people no, think I that i'm a mean person that. based on my not face. a mean person right i don't, I don't have mean intentions i'm just as I as you guys, this people is people probably think they can't sit with you. Yes, but you can. But you you can. very but much you can. can. That's what we want you to understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is what I want them to understand. Yes, that you can sit with me. Yes, absolutely. Well, I think there's a lot of competition out there, you know, with women in general, yeah. and especially like in this space with the with the gun industry. And I think I want a lot of people to understand that about us is that we are not here. We're, we're not trying to set up a competition that's not us against anybody else no, in the gun industry the by opposite. any means. Yeah, you know, I think when we first started this podcast, some people got a little offended by our title, Not Your Average Gun Girls, if we're right. hating on certain groups of people that, groups that are gun girls. But really what we really meant to say was like, look, it's it's the people who... In society that yes, have this, like... A vision of what right. a gun girl is. And a lot of us, no matter what that is, you may not feel like you fit into right. that box. And we want everyone to know, like, no matter where you come from, whatever walk of life, whatever type of gun girl you think you are, you are not the average gun girl. Right. To what society is telling We're you that you all, are. We and, all love yeah. and do different things in our lives. You don't have, like, you know... Whatever. Yoga. You don't have to be a certain way right. to be a woman. Not you, can, you, can you can like what you like community. and you can be part mm-hmm. of this community. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. That's a really good answer. Thank okay. You. My last question. This is the hardest question. Okay, is, good. What is the most important decision that you feel like you've ever made oh. in your life? Oh, I know that. Go. Choosing to take responsibility for my personal safety. Making that decision was the a most big one. important thing. Yeah. I feel like, yes. That's because it completely changes your mindset and your lifestyle. You start thinking and like living a different way. And now instead of, you know, relying on, and it's not like when you, when you're not choosing to do something about your personal safety, you are committing to rely on someone. You just, I feel like there's, it, that's just not there. You just aren't doing anything. So it's like, you know, like the cops, you're kind of like dependent on what 
will be available to you in that moment mm. without realizing that those things will cops or whoever you think is going to save you. You can't depend on that. You. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So choosing to say, you know what, I am going to do something about this so that in any situation I can continue to live my life and feel confident knowing that if something were to happen, I can act. Yeah. And not, and not have that like, not that you're scared, but like, you know, just mm -hmm. not have that like apprehension to it. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to take mine in a totally different direction, but that's a good one. Um, and that's probably, I mean, I've got that. I had to make that decision yeah. in my life too, but I'd say the most important decision that I ever made um, was giving my heart to Jesus. And I, I made that decision when I was five years old to wow. have a relationship with God through Jesus. And I would say it's the most important because it's shaped everything. It's how I look through the lens of life in every right. decision that I make from, I mean, it affects everything from business to relationships to everything that I do. So I would definitely say that that is, was That's the good. most important decision that I ever made. I want to talk a lot more about that. And we're going to have to get to that in another episode. But I think that's a huge. Yeah, we don't really talk about like religious no. things. And I don't, I don't talk about it a ton. I'm very open about right. my faith. And I'm very open about that because, I mean, if something's that important to you, you want to talk about yes, it with of people. Course. But yeah, I mean, I would love to get into that. We don't, yeah. we don't talk about that a ton right. on this show. So, But I know a lot of people, I think, are kind of on that journey, mm -hmm. especially over the last couple of years. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would, we could totally dive into that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, last question is what's for dinner? You were just Ooh, talking, we were talking about, about that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We were. No, we were. Because right we're you... always thinking like food. <laughs> yeah, food. What's for dinner? I don't know. We were thinking about we we, were, we haven't figured that out yet. Okay, we'll have to figure that out. We'll either. Thai. Yeah, I was going to say we'll either pick something up and bring it over to your house mm -hmm. or um, we'll order something. Don't worry, Abs. We're we all going to eat me. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is that everything? That that that's all the okay. See, that oh, last one wasn't, even, wasn't so bad. I mean, it wasn't so bad. You answered like that can... one faster than you answered about, you know, those boyfriend sheets. <laughs> that one took him and I had to remember that. <laughs> that was like bad memories flooding yeah. back to us. So, you really well, were like, I really thought we were going to get like more crazy after this last set because you're like, oh, now the harder ones come. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Yeah, I was go. like, are we going to counseling? Like, yeah. is this like therapist Abigail back yeah, there? Are we going to have to start doing this like quarterly? <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, I, I know. Well, no, that this was a lot awesome. of fun. I, was I really fun. enjoyed that. And I hope you guys did, did yeah. as well. And as always, we just want to remind you that if you're not following us on Apple iTunes, Google, Google Play, Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify all of YouTube, all of the above, subscribe, yes. like, leave a comment if you're on iTunes. I don't know if Google Podcasts does ratings, but I know if you're on um, Apple Podcasts, if you could review. Give us that five stars. Right. Hit us up with those five stars. Um, we would really, really appreciate that. And of course, if you guys have any questions for us, you yeah. can send us an email at info at notyouraveragegungirls.com or you can send us a DM at notyouraveragegungirls.com. Excellent. Well, we will see you same time, same place. See you next, next time. Week. Not Your Average Gun Girl Show and its related companies, Alexa Athletica LLC and Stami Tactical LLC, shares information that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. A reminder that laws vary for each state, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand applicable laws. Any items, services, products, and advice mentioned during the Not Your Average Gun Girl Show should be used at your own discretion in accordance with your local and state laws, and you should follow applicable manufacturer's instructions. Not Your Average Gun Girls, Alexa Athletica LLC, and Stami Tactical LLC cannot be held liable for your actions based on the information shared.